Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to Drinking During Business Hours. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sarah Halstead. And I'm Rich Chastler. Rich Chastler. I look like Casper. I don't know what, you know, we're, we're trying this new thing where we're doing this remotely and we're doing it from, you know, uh, we usually have that beautiful studio. Well, I don't know. Beautiful might be stretching it a bit, but <laughs> we, we have a professional studio, but we're trying this new thing where it's via Zoom. And yeah, it looks like you have a filter, like a no pour filter. I know, but I already went and looked and there's no filters on. I think I'm just this beautiful in I person. have no pores, Rich. It's very impressive. You must be. Well, you can thank Mr. Tox, Mr. Bo Tox. Oh, is that what you're doing? I thought maybe a new skincare <laughs> regimen. Oh, a lot more like, you know. Botox would be that. that yeah, that I, don't, I don't do the Botox. The closest I get to Botox is actually locks. Goes on a bagel with some cream cheese. That I do. Yes, he does do that. And quite often. So, hey, everybody. Uh, thanks so much. I, and if you're tuning in for the first time, this is this is a podcast. It's not necessarily about wine, but we sure do know how to drink it. <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh, we to drink everything, not just wine. <laughs> and speaking of which, what are we drinking, Rich? So today is actually pretty, uh, today is really awesome. Shoot. Can I have one quick second? I got to grab the bottle, but I can't reach it from where I'm sitting. Yes, yes. All right, hold on. I'm actually having a little head start. And this is uh, we're doing something where every week we talk, well, every other Monday we upload and we uh, we talk about what we're going to drink for the next episode. So right. the last episode we said we were going to have this rather obscure right. wine, but so this it is attainable. Right. So this is the 20, I'm going to kill one of these lights for a second. This is the 2021, I don't know if you can see it, Torbrecht. Woodcutter Shiraz, and this is from Barossa Valley, which is Australian. So this is an Australian Shiraz. For those who don't know, Syrah, same grape, just called something different in different parts of the world. And I am actually a fan of this one. And this bottle was gifted to us week before last when we were at a wine event. And um, I'm a big fan of Syrah. Uh, and this wine, if you like them or if you want to try it, this wine is really, it's got uh, cocoa and mocha and uh, sugar plum and uh, dark berries in it. Like, you know, like a blueberry pie filling. It's really delicious. And this is actually quite a reasonable bottle of wine. It's right in that 20 to $23 price range. Which is what we always and, try, to, uh, try to stay in that range. Because, you know, I, one thing I, I mean, really like to emphasize to people, you can get really great wine for for under 25 bucks. You just have to know what you're doing. I mean, you can get yes, you phenomenal can. wine for thousands of dollars. But you know what? You can get some pretty great wine and not look like, uh, you know, if, if you want to show up at a party. Well, who gives a shit about what people think of you? But <laughs> you never have to worry well, about low quality wine if you know what you're doing. And you don't have to spend a lot of money. Yeah. And if you don't, don't go to a supermarket, find your local wine shop, go in, tell them what you like, and uh, they'll turn you on to wines you probably never heard of before. If they're good. Yeah, if they're there are good. some good ones out there, but hey, they speaking are. of good, we have a guest today that we we just met. She's a new friend, and I'm just so excited. I'm kind of fangirling. 
a little bit. Yeah, we, we did just recently meet her a few weeks ago. We'll talk about that in a second. Yes, yes. Uh, we have, for the very first time, a primatologist on the show, a primatologist slash comedian. Yes. What? She does both? Yes. That's Leah Regan. Hi. Hi. Yay. Oh my Welcome God. to the show. Welcome. Thank to you for having me. Oh my God. This is, I'm very excited. And I learned, I look, I'm not a, I'm not a wine connoisseur and I feel like I, I now know way more than I did about <laughs> Syrah. So Syrah and Shiraz are the same? Case Syrah, Syrah? Yep. Case Syrah, Shiraz. Okay, very good. Good to know. Thanks. Yeah, this is great to be here. I, I feel like uh, I'll, I'll bring the monkey facts. You bring me the wine. I'll, I'll tell you everything you wanted to know about monkey balls. Where, well, you so know, are you are you joining us for a, a drink right now? What are you? Uh... Well, folks, I, I I used to drink. I don't anymore because it turns me into Bridget. We don't want to meet Bridget. So um, I'm I'm imbibing in this. I'm folks at home that are not seeing the visual. I have a nice pipe and a uh, barbecue lighter because I don't trust myself with a regular lighter. Yeah, you don't want to light like that hair on fire. <laughs> you well, go, Natalia. There we you go. You are a trailblazer on this show because <laughs> uh, we don't. We can't say we know that any of our guests might have shown up by, but you are the oh. first person to actually light up on drinking during business hours. Yes, I'm honored. Smoking during business hours also. It's, <laughs> hey, it's it's whatever you may do during business hours whatever works i mean look i mean i don't know it depends on what your business is right like you know we, we all have irregular hours here business hours i would <laughs> yeah as comedians go for sure you know comedian aspect, but, but let's talk about but because we we have a lot of comedians on the show and not that you're not a great comedian i've seen some of your bits and you're hilarious um I hope you even shared radio space with me. That's how we met. Yes. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago when the three of us were appearing on uh John Fugelsang's Sirius XM show. Uh yeah. tell me everything. Yeah, that was uh so John and I have known each other now for about five or six years, but we became each other's pod members during COVID. Oh, nice. so, okay. Yeah, no. And that, that was a, a real fun episode. But yeah, we always um, it, it's tough now not being in New York anymore because when he in 2020, he was supposed to go on tour with the sexy liberal tour, right. you know, because it was an election year. Right. And then, of course, this thing called COVID happened, this this plague. Uh, fake you know, yeah. Oh, fake news. Huh? Yeah. And uh, I, it was crazy because my pod in New York were mostly ER doctors. My my friends in New York are ER doctors that are not just that but they actually are epidemiologists that all met at the cdc and moved wow. to new york around the same time so i was in it you know and uh but I, john needed help shooting his specials so that's how we became real close was like I, we would ride around on on his bikes i'd wear i i said so, oh my god at one point he had like one of the, uh, his wife has a bike where his like seven-year-old son would sit in the back i would right. sit in the back that's <laughs> i would and I'm not that small, but I'm not that big. But like, there were times where I kind of got stuck. But um, it had yeah, that little fall down seat for the kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. John, and I've been friends a long time. I, yeah. so you know, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And then I watched him get hit by a van while riding a bike. That happened too that summer, and we had to go to the ER. That was wild. So Van Morrison oh ran over. No, no, no. He got hit by. Oh no! I wish. Yeah, right. <laughs> Am I high already? Uh, quite possibly. <laughs> Uh, I was named after a Van Morrison song. Fun side note. Really, Natalia? Yeah. yeah, nobody knows it. It's what a. It's a yeah, I don't know. It's that off one. wavelength. It's a, it's a little cheesy. 
but you know, it works. It fits. Well, that, that will be the theme song for this episode. Thanks for the oh, intro. Dear Lord. For sure. <laughs> cool. But, but oh. Kitty, so yeah, we had a blast on Sirius XM that day. I was so happy to meet you. You're you're so quick. You're so witty. You're so savvy. I was like, she's just so, so, so. And oh, uh, so I, I really hope to be in a plethora of lineups with you. Yes. Later. Uh, but I, I'm so curious about the primatologist of it all. Yeah. I, you know, how did this come about and, and where, how does that work into your comedy today? Hold on one second. <laughs> I <told laughs> glad we're not in person here. I know. Right? Oh my God. Choking during business. No, the virus. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I in 2024, we're still going through it. Right. I was just at the zoo. I don't know if I picked something up from the ring-tailed lemurs. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the primatologist thing is a, it was a funny journey. Like most things in life, it's definitely not linear and it makes no sense. Uh, but then it also makes tons of sense. I don't know how that works. But I used to have recurring, recurring King Kong nightmares as a child. Hmm. And, um, you know, I'd hear the foots, the giant footsteps in the distance. And then he'd rip off the roof of my house and eat my family members one by one. He'd oh. eat me. The whole thing about you don't die in your dreams. It's like I die all the right all the what time. Horrid ways. Um, but the first lucid dream I ever had was I actually wish King Kong small. And when I opened the door, it was it was and this dates me quite a bit. But I it was the house in my dream. It was the house uh, that Silver Spoons, Ricky Schroeder's show yes. took place. in the 80s. It was his living room. And I opened the door and there was an orangutan there and it hugged me. And ever since then. You know, and it, that was my first lucid dream, but that was what kind of got me to just lose my fear and just love primates. But when I got older and I want to be a zoologist, but when I got to junior high and high school, I just kind of, you know, I, I, I found boys and I, I let go of, you know, math. Right. And so, um, yeah, everything they, changed. Were they hairy boys? Do you they, have you actually? I, yes. And I loved uh, boys with big noses. So it's no surprise that I love proboscis monkeys. You know, yeah. they're like the Jimmy okay. Durante or Adam Driver of the primate world. Yeah. Yes. Um, so there is some some similar features. Yeah, there. Oh, for <laughs> sure. But um, yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I pivoted and I didn't do primatology. I went into theater and it wasn't until and I, you know, I went to theater school and I ended up dropping out and working in the film industry in my early, you know, late teens, early 20s doing like, you know, stand in extra work, little bit parts. And then I got hit by a truck on the shoulder of the freeway at 25, the shoulder oh, right. of the 101 405 interchange, if you're familiar. Oh, yes. But yeah. you were in your car. Nope. Okay. Nope. I didn't have the luxury of being in a car. Oh my! Walking God. very fast on the freeway. I was I was playing uh, dodgeball in the freeway. Um, it's it's you know, my my parents suggested it as a child, and I really took no. Uh, I rear-ended somebody, and they pulled over onto the shoulder, and I got over behind them, and it, I, you know I was crying. I never rear-ended anybody, but I knew how dangerous it was. So the first thing I said to these three dudes was, "Hey, can we get off the freeway? This is really dangerous." And they didn't speak English. They were in town from Japan. Oh. So it was like, motherfucker. Mm. So I went to go grab my insurance, couldn't find it. And while I was on hold with my br my little brother who just had his wisdom teeth out, so he's hopped up on Quaaludes, Vicodin, whatever. Uh, I'm standing between my pickup truck and the car I rear-ended, like as far from the freeway as I could. But a woman came up on the shoulder going about 65, 70, hit my truck. My truck hit me, broke my femur. Oh, my God. Put this in my leg. <laughs> 
And then wow. I got pinned and then I got tossed on the off ramp and I landed on my old noodle, which explains a lot, a lot. Right. And uh, that also was the catalyst to be like, what the hell are you doing with your life? Why are you a stand in? Go study monkeys, you knucklehead. So I went back to school and I became a primatologist. So were you raised in the valley? I was. Yeah. Oh, oh my really? God. Yeah. Whereabouts? Conceived in Kentucky, born in Van Nuys. Did you go to Van Nuys High School? No, I went. They sent me to uh, uh, val- or college prep. They, I went to uh, Catholic school. I'm not Catholic, but they, you know, pretended. I asked because I went to Van Nuys High School. You did? Yeah. No way. Rich, she just talked about how she got crushed between two cars (laughs) and has a pin in her femur. And you're like, where'd you go to high school? (laughs) Wait, I'm not. I'm not caught up yet. Just give me okay. a second. Oh we my god! We get very god. excited when we meet feather, fellow Angelinos. I feel like it's like a like we get so excited when we're like, I wait a minute, you, you, you went to the valley, but I'm just digesting the enormity of like that you got hit by a car. <laughs> it was a small to mid sized truck, technically, but yeah. <laughs> and you went to Van Nuys High School. <laughs> So my grandma went to Hollywood High. My grandpa went to North Hollywood High. My dad went to Chatsworth and Monroe. Yeah. See, I didn't mean to sound insensitive, but oh. it's it's a little bit second nature to me because when I was 12, I was run over by a truck. He's always getting in this terrible. And so when someone tells oh, me that, wow. it just sort of goes in one ear and out the yeah, other. It's just life for Rich. Yeah. Well, I've never broken a bone, knock on wood. Holy moly. I know. I'm not. I'm so lucky. I've never really been in any serious accident ever. I'm going to knock on all the things. Yeah. I want that to my head. Right. So Rich, where did you get hit by it? Run over by a truck. Was that in the valley? my, My family moved to California when I was 12. So I was literally, it was about six weeks before we moved to LA from New York. I was born and raised on Long Island. And I was coming out of a park entrance and I just kind of jammed right out of it. And there was a big pickup, oversized pickup truck barreling down the street. And uh, yeah, he collided with Yeah. Wow, wow. And are you okay? No, No, not. Not even close to okay. <laughs> Need all the help I can get. Yeah. Oh man. So so how does one become so when you realize you had that epiphany that you wanted to work with with animals, with monkeys, with primates, how like what was how do you go about that? Like you went yeah. to school and took an internship at the zoo? How did how does it work? You would think no, but that's a great question because it is tough. Like it's it's one of those things where I, I took an intro when I when I went to uh, UC Irvine. I was a theater major. I took one anthropology class. I took a cultural class. The great the guy was great, but it was not what I wanted. I loved it, but I didn't. It wasn't my thing. And then I went to SMC for a couple of years before the accident, and I took one biological or one intro to biological anthropology class that just absolutely rocked my world. Like I was like, "What is this? This is amazing." His name was Professor Denman. I still am trying to track the man down because I, I mean, I probably should just, you know. And the funny thing is, I almost I, I was uh, offered a job to teach there, but um, I, unfortunately, adjuncting does not pay very much, so I turned it down. But it was what really opened my eyes to the field and I and it was telling the story of life on earth starting 4.5 billion years ago and it's fascinating and to me like I was like this is 
amazing. And so I had to do a project where I had to go to the zoo, the LA zoo. And I, I watched a, a gorilla named Caesar, who was the first gorilla delivered by cesarean section, hence the name. And he, we were the, he was two years, he was born in 1977. So he was a couple years older than I was. And I thought that was kind of cool. And he was separated from the other gorillas because he was hand reared. He didn't want to get down with, get freaky deaky with any of the lady gorillas. Oh. And, um, I just like he was a gay gorilla. Yeah, he just wasn't gay. He was just a a very shy gorilla. He was he was bash. He's a bashful boy because he got shipped off to Atlanta, hot Atlanta, when they were um, redoing the gorilla exhibit. And he actually was finally getting, you know, amorous with some of the uh, the girl gorillas. And uh, unfortunately, he passed away from an intestinal blockage. And I remember that broke my heart. And that was also like, what am I doing with my life? And so when I got hurt, I um, I went back to Cal State Northridge, which is CSUN, you know, in the valley. And my mom, I, I grew up there. My mom taught there. So I did not, you know, when you grow up somewhere, you're like, I don't know. I don't want to go there. Like, why would I go there? Right. Like, I, I know that's like the back of my hand. Right. You want to go someplace exotic or. Like UC Irvine. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but exactly. that is the vacation mecca of California. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, wait, no, what were we? We're the anteaters. That was our our mascot, the the that's, UC Irvine. But yeah, I went back to CSUN and that's I took a you know bunch of anthro classes and I fell in love with Grower's gorillas, which was a sub they're a subspecies of gorilla that are actually heavily affected by all the uh, Colton mining. So Colton is a heat resistant mineral found in a lot of our electronics, a lot of our phones, and you know, everything's built to break or become obsolete. And so we're constantly having to fill this need for Colton. So when the tech boom happened in the late nineties. People were flooding DRC because 80% of the world's Colton is in Africa. 80% of Africa's Colton is in Democratic Republic of Congo. And that is the only place you can find the subspecies of gorilla. And so they, when that boom busted in the early 2000s, and then again in 2008, um, people, you know, uh, the ha- their habitat was destroyed, but also they were turning to eating them for bushmeat or killing them to sell like their hand. And it's like one of those things where, you know, you can't, conservation needs to be like because my focus was conservation conservation needs to be people first the people on the ground need to have their needs met anywhere you go right like if I, you know for instance like you know if i'm having a, a hard time and i can't feed myself i'm not going to be interested in saving any species out, out my front door you know right. it's only when my needs are met and so you know i can't you know fault the people in the area so much as the people that are filling you know that are um that are desiring these products, you know, people that are buying like gorilla skulls or hands as ha- ashtrays and stuff like that. So I did my honors thesis on that, on Grower's Gorillas. And then I um, went to a thing called Primate Field School. Wow. Which, which yeah, it's so, I wish, I, I was trying to open, um, I went to buy property in Panama recently. I was trying to, I was in negotiations to buy a big chunk of land to build a field school because I wanted that experience to be available to students, but also anybody. Like you, you guys, like, I come on, Rich. You're very interested. If you like go. this generation's Jane Goodall. I mean, that's the best, most amazing compliment you could give me. <laughs> and, and I've never been to Panama. I, <gasps> I think that's, that would be, uh, yes, that that's really phenomenal and commendable. What, what happened with that? Are you still looking? Is it still maybe? Well, uh, like most things in life, it was a big fact. <laughs> Basically, the landowner didn't technically own the land. So it was one of those things where we got down to negotiations and he kind of did this like, oh, I sold the land to someone who didn't ask so many questions. And I was like, that sounds suspicious. And it turns out he he just 
got the land in his name. So he hasn't quite sold. He hasn't sold it to anyone. But um, I I don't know because I. Well, maybe that will transition later on. You never know what could happen. You never know. I mean, I, part of me wants to, because the idea was to build a field station and field school uh, in this area. It's called Los Santos, uh, the region of Panama. And I, I it was on the Azuero Peninsula. And that's where I, because I wanted to study, by the way, I wanted to study gorillas out of undergrad or grad, well, yeah, undergrad going into grad school. And I was going to go to uh, Virunga National Park right outside of it in a town called Goma and Democratic Republic of Congo to, to help teach people how to build compost burning briquettes. So it would cut down on the illegal charcoal harvesting that was like destroying the forest and the habitat. But um, that area was like imploding sociopolitically in 2008. And they're like, yeah, you're a blonde light, white lady. You're going to be a liability and we can't, mm-hmm. you know, and I get it. Like it's I last thing I want to do is they have to like, you know, bought a vacuum out or something and i cost them money like that's not the point so i pivoted and i studied spider monkeys <laughs> like you do <laughs> that's you a know? big pivot yeah you sound, you sound fearless natalia you yeah, really yeah. do i mean i love me some monkeys man <laughs> like you like they're fucking great like you know <laughs> so how long have you been on this excursion because it's really like a an excursion, you know, of it yeah. taking you to all of these exotic lands to study, um, you know, and and learn and and contribute. So how how long has this been going on? Well, I kind of made the decision. So I, I did it. I did my field work, my bulk of it in 2010. And it wasn't a ton, to be very honest. Like, you know, it was a master's. I got it my master's. So it was maybe four months total, right? It wasn't like I moved there for years. I went back subsequent years after year after year doing like follow-up research, follow-up talks to the region um, because a, a lot of the landowners w- were trying to find ways to either reforest or, you know, how they can, I don't know, help with, you know, any sort of you know, primate conservation, but also how, you know, in that area, because when you cut down the forest, you get a lot of wind disturbance that can cause the land to become a desert. So, you know, Uh there's actually projects going on right now, reforesting different um, ranches and farms that were originally cut down for cattle grazing. So I was going back talking to folks about that. But um, I kind of pivoted, I I guess I I, when I finished my master's, I was on that PhD or not PhD fence. And I started making science comedy, I started pitching science comedy TV shows. And I would be like, okay, guys, it's called The Sorted Lives of Primates. It's about the sex lives of gorillas and spider And like executives were like, who the fuck is this girl? You know, and I'm like, there, you know, and it was sketch Making comedy. It fun. Yeah. yeah, it was it was fun. There was a house band. It was like there was talking sock monkeys. It was uh, like, you know, a, a ketamine fueled fever dream. And the executives were like, no, just a big fat no. And so my friend was like, why don't you make your own stuff? And I did. I started making videos in my garage. And the first one was called The Story of Boobs, the breast tale ever told about the evolution of tatas and human women. And um, it didn't go viral, but like it should have, you know, right. I know. Well, but like. <laughs> This is where it's, it. this is the coolest thing, folks, is it's like it doesn't really matter if it goes viral, if the right person sees it. Right. Like if you right. know, so the a producer from the Today Show Googled anthropologist and boobs and found me and then flew me out to New York to talk about, you know, flap doodles with Ann Curry on the Today Show. And 
I and also admitted the fact that I used to watch softcore porn or Skinamax as a child, and they have yet to ask me back on. So um, they had hilarious. they had yeah. the highest ratings ever in the history of I, the show. I, mean, I, think <laughs> I think it's a great topic. I, I can totally feel it. <laughs> right. Well, it was hilarious because the women who were on with me were like, I've never watched porn. I've never because I was like, I don't know about you, but I, I used to try to catch a Skinamax film as a child. And everyone's like, all the women were like, uh, I've, oh, I'm like, bitch, yeah. please. Yeah, only we all did. Exactly. We all did. That, I'm you- like, I recognize you. I think you were in one of them, ma'am. You know, like <laughs> one of them was a little too like, I would never. That would be her. more like drooping Skinamax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is true. Um, yeah. Instead of the penis, you've got the weenus. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was that was kind of how that all began. But I started making my own and that like snowballed. Then Stephen Colbert a couple of days ma- later made fun of us and was like, NBC, I saw you did a thing about boobs. What about butts? And my friends. And this is like 2011. So this is like before iPhones were like, you could make a TikTok in an hour. Uh, but a friend of mine told me. And so I did a rebuttal. But I had like. A, like a skeleton crew i have the camera stuff and the, the sound we shot it in my garage and i turned it around 24 hours and got it to like you know co- to pitch to colbert's people and um yes. yeah i mean we didn't i unfortunately like i never it was a that was uh was that 2000 yeah it was 2011 and yeah i, I did a couple things trying to get onto colbert about you know about butts but um i ended up doing other shows huh well, it was complicated to get the turnaround, you know, because we didn't, we weren't so technology, it wasn't as accessible when it comes to like videos. Yeah. Uh, you know, now it's so easy to just be your one man show and produce whatever you want. But then, yeah, that it would have involved a lot. Like you would have had to get a lot of people involved and lighting and um, yeah. yeah, that would, that would have been a really difficult task. So I, I just applaud that you tried. <laughs> Oh, we yeah, we, we I did some real weird guerrilla filmmaking. I'm in my garage because I have the the camera, so I'd set up my own lights, and then I'd have just somebody shoot it, you know, usually. And 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 I'm not the best editor, but I'm good at paint by numbers. Like I'll pull clips and time codes. Uh, I'm much better now. Now I can do it all pretty much on my own. But back then, I was I really and I had some amazing, amazing people that I worked with. Like honestly, um, that I'm very grateful for because it is a lot of work, you know. It is. And editing, I would rather dig my eyeballs out with rusty spoons. I just, <laughs> ooh, I just can't, you know, and I am much better at it as well because we're forced. Like we have to learn, right? We, yeah. we have to do this as entertainers, you know, with so, the content. Do you, um, as a primatologist, do you interact one-on-one with primates? So this is the thing with, with, what I did, what I studied uh, when I studied spider monkeys, they're not habituated, meaning they're not used to humans whatsoever. They're high canopy dwellers, which means they're usually like at least 30 feet up, if not 100, right? Like I got my ass handed to me when I did field work because the reason why there was, it was, you know, heavily deforested. The only reason why there were forests for monkeys to live in was because it was along the cabradas or the creeks that was too steep for them to cut down. So those right. were the things we were running along. So and I called myself the Jack Tripper of primatology because I fell uphill, I fell downhill, I fell in love. That's a Jack different Tripper. story. Oh. Yeah, it was. I know. You had me at Ricky Schroeder and you really had me at Jack Tripper. <laughs> Yes. Then we can throw in some punky Brewster references. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Yeah. But uh, yeah. So uh, 
as far as one-on-one not doing field work and even so i volunteer uh, i've volunteered in an animal sanctuary called animal tracks and they're awesome but i you know they they well, do I've have some tracks you have awesome. yeah i went to a birthday party at animal tracks and a monkey bit my best friend's face maybe i should edit that out no 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 no, no. um i'm glad no but this is the thing uh did, was she okay yeah, she was okay. And we have it on video too. We have it. Did, we were- did she draw, bl- oh, yeah, did it draw blood? No, she did not draw blood. It just bruised her face. And um, Iris, you know how they, this is a, a, how would you explain it? It's like a sanctuary where they're roaming yeah. around free. And it was her birthday party. My friend Iris, she's been on the show, Iris Almario. She's not going to mm-hmm. mind if we share this story. And it was really, really cool. And we were at a long table, a communal table, and the monkeys were on the table and a orangutan um, and her baby were on the table. And I I think Iris got a little too close to the baby and the, the mom just took just and her just barely. And Iris has these beautiful cheekbones. And oh, no. See, in the video, it just grazed that beautiful cheekbone. And it bruised her, but did not break the skin. And we were all wow. just kind of in shock. How long ago was this? Uh, about three years ago. So it's like they don't have an orangutan noun, but they have they have a baboon, and they have um, uh, co- like little capuchin monkeys. Small, they're smaller monkeys. No, it was it was maybe okay, maybe it was. So you see, that wasn't Punky Brewster, but it was Monkey <laughs> Bruised. <laughs> anyway, hey. and I don't want to give them bad press because I think what they're doing is phenomenal. Ah, no, 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 no. Yes, I, I get it. Yeah, and but I, I, I do. So this is my as a primatologist. I, it's tough. Like I have as somebody who's volunteered at sanctuaries and been places where you do have interaction because you're volunteering and you're feeding them and you're getting in it. You know, I don't post those pictures at all because Mm. it said no matter what, right? Like no matter the caption that says this monkey would rip my face off or has ripped my face off or rip my mom's face off, killed my whole family in horrific circumstances and shit on their graves. You know what I mean? Like I could post all of that and someone would just look at it, see the picture, ignore the print and go, Oh my God, I want a pet monkey. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that yes. is one of the biggest problems right now. And, and it still exists. And I know that there's there's been a lot of um, headway made, uh, made to get big cats out of being pets. But now yeah. there's a big movement to get primates out of the pet trade because they are terrible pets. Uh, I, I liken it to having a, a toddler, you know, like a, like a toddler, you know, mentality, craziness for 30 plus years and but also having the brain power it's smart and the dexterity posable thumbs to choose to make your life a living hell and so that's you know you can have a loving connection with the monkey i'm not debating that one bit but should you and you know and also does it is it robbing them from a life with other members of its species that's why i liked animal tracks because they were introducing monkeys that had been either former pet uh, monkeys, so they never had access to other members of their species, right? Or right. former entertainment, like uh, they have. Um, her name is uh, Tara. She's a or Tara. She's a um, she was in Pirates of the Caribbean, and she's such a beautiful monkey. And she's she's got lymphoma, which has given her titties. So she has like these swollen, like it looks like she's got breasts, like right. human boobies. Because by the way, 
human women are the only ones that have boobs like we have. Like they ha- all non-human primates, well, all mammals lactate, right? Like, right. you know, their mammary glands. We all we all make a leche, but we're the only ones with fat surrounding the mammary gland, and that is what gives our bosoms a very full voluptuous look. And so, you know, you that's what makes us mine. Okay, Natalia, <laughs> just wait. You know, before you stereotype. Okay. Rich, now I don't know. Are they? Are they, are they <laughs> Rich, can you can you verify uh, <laughs> Sarah's bosom? Yes, I can verify that Sarah has bosoms, and they're great. Are they spectacular? They're great. They're great. They're spe- and they're spectacular. And they're spectacular. Yeah, like they the remind monkey. me nothing of a primate. I'm really <laughs> feeling like the monkey from Pirates of Penzance. Okay, Penzance. But yeah, that's uh, that. So I have a, a, I had an experience with monkeys in Belize, and oh, I took a little trip yeah. by myself to um, to Belize, and I I camped by the Mayan River. I stayed in a tent, and I just treated myself to this. You know, uh, I, I was turning forty, and I treated myself. And in the middle of the night, I woke up to what sounded like I was surrounded by lions. Ooh. Yes. And you know where this is going, right? And I was <laughs> I was frozen with fear. Just frozen. I thought I was going to die. And then in the morning I went for breakfast with the, you know, and the Mayans that were there and they were, you know, all jolly and gave, gave me a beautiful breakfast. And I was like, <laughs> I in the middle of the night and, I, <laughs> and they were they were like, Oh, you know who that was? And he pointed up to the tree and there was this little baby monkey yep. about this big. I think they were with yellow, uh, but they were, you know where this you what yeah. were, Howler monkeys, the right? Howler monkeys, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I did. I give you, I gave you stickers when I met you, right? Yes, yes. So that was a howler monkey. So I, I have these stickers, and I can do a pop quiz for your the folks at home. If anyone's listening, yes, you can take this quiz real quiz. quick. Okay, found two thousand people listen. Pardon? To the yeah, thousands, thousands, and thousands, the millions of people. of people. I feel like seven billion people will turn tune in. Um, But the pop quiz is in 2015, scientists found that mantled howler monkeys, the louder their call, the smaller their blank. A, hyode bone. That's the bone responsible for speech. B, 401k. C, balls. I'm going with balls. I'm going with I'm going with 401k. (laughs) That was my second guess. It's a trick question. It's B and C. Uh, no, it's their balls. Their balls. Their balls are smaller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you gave Yay. me a sticker with the photo of the monkey and the and the joke. I love it. And the t- so, so yeah. I have, I have a question. How did you get from uh, becoming a primatologist and going back to school to study to doing stand up comedy? Where did that happen? That's a great question. So yeah, like when I, w- I was in an improv troupe, I guess I forget about this. You know, like you're, when your 20s just feel like a, another lifetime ago and you forget they happened. Um, Two lifetimes ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> also, so it was right after I, I got, right before I got hit by that truck, I had like a week before I auditioned for an improv troupe and I got in and I did one show and then I got hit by that truck. 
And I remember I had a Sanyo flip phone and they somehow found it, you know, because I got tossed on the off ramp and mm-hmm. I called the guy that was in the troop and his name is Richie. And I kept going, Simon, Simon, I can't make rehearsal tomorrow. I was hit by a truck. <laughs> and funny enough, they kept me in the troop for like five years. So I did tons of improv comedy, tons, tons, like, you know, and we were one of those troops that I think we had, you know, plenty of good weeks, but sometimes they were, you know, improv. Oh, comedy. yeah, it's improv. Like the friends that I had at that time, I wherever you guys are, I love you. Thank you for coming repeatedly because that's that's a huge commitment. But um, anyways, uh, I had that background and I did. I would write, um, I wrote monologues and I would perform them like kind of that. And I didn't realize it was kind of like character stand up. So I did that too before um, I became a scientist. And then, I, you know, I, I worked on the Drew Carey show. So I worked in television for years. You know, I did commercial production out of high school when I dropped out. My dad was a, a, an art director, production designer. So I was his assistant's assistant. And then I started working on the Drew Carey show, which I live across the street from Warner Brothers now, but. Um, I worked there for many years, and so I was friends with tons of stand-ups. Right, and, um, of course. Yeah, and I'm still friends with them. We're like, we still have reunions and stuff. But uh, when I was finishing up grad, or no, in grad school, I did a little bit of stand-up, and then I kind of put it, everything on hold. And even in New York, I lived in the, I lived on West Third for a long time. Really? I, yes. Under right down the block from me. Yeah, yeah. Where were you? Uh, is that where you were? Fourteenth and Seventh. For yeah. many, many, many years. Oh my god! When did you move back? Or well, when I moved, back? I still kept my apartment for a long time. Smart. But, you know, I came back to LA in '05. Okay. And kept the apartment till like 2012. Yeah, that's smart. I kept so this apartment I've had for 19 years. <laughs> that's so, great. Yeah, I know. I I moved to New York. I moved to New York in 2017 to work. I wrote comedy for for Neil deGrasse Tyson, but that right. and that was you know, kind of when I started doing more stand-up was when I moved back, when I moved to New York and I, I worked with John um, on uh, Sirius, but then I opened for him uh, for his Laughing Liberally tour. That uh-huh. was, or Laughing Liberally show. It was an off-Broadway show. So that's kind of when I really picked stand-up back up. And I, for that particular show, it was very primate-themed. I, you know, how Trump has always been likened to primates. Rude. Yes, yes. Such well, a disservice. Huh? He's, he's a baboon. Did you say he's a baboon? I did. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess, I mean, but baboons can be now. nice. Exactly. I knew where you were going. <laughs> I'm like baboons, you know, and also like the uh, like the there's actually benefits to being in the friend zone. Friend zone can turn into the fuck zone with baboons. Barbara oh. Smuts, which is a great oh, last gotcha. name. Oh, great, great last name for a researcher. Barbara Smuts was a primatologist that found that like, like females it. that I yeah. want to be this woman. Yeah, I do. she's great. And um yeah, but uh what was I gonna say? I did a I did my my set was all about the, the primates he'd been likened to and why it's kinda on base, but like way off base, you know. Like I talked about being a gibbon, the shit gibbon, uh the orangutan, the the gorilla, the howler monkey. Um, I don't know if I did baboon, but maybe it's time to work baboon in because I thought when 2020 happened, I thought we were done with Trump. So I had to kind of like hang up all my Trump material. And now I'm like, oh, can we get those three tourists from Japan back? (laughs) 
mean, we could be done with him. It's not a difficult thing. You stayed in touch. Well, the funny thing is, they 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 did nothing wrong. They were the. This is the crazy thing. I'm the one that rear-ended one them. It was a woman that came up on the shoulder that hit my truck. And the funny thing is, she and I are friends. We're cool now. I was wondering. Like, she kept going or if you got no no her her car got totaled she got fucked up too like i feel for her she's great but she's doing wonderful i ran into her at trader joe's thankfully uh she did not hit me with a truck but like you know <laughs> we bumped into each other um and uh, yeah i don't know but you, yeah we, we we definitely that well so that's nice that at least it ended up with yeah, yeah, everyone's okay. Everyone's, yeah. The, I never heard from the Japanese dudes. They never came back around. I think they felt bad. You know, they must have been like. Extract themselves from the situation. It had to be pretty dramatic. We should conduct it. We should conduct a trial. We should get about 20 primates, sit them in an audience and do comedy for them. <laughs> and see if they can pick up on what we're doing and the inflection and the levity and, and see if they, we can get them to laugh. That would be interesting. Also to see if I, you know, they try to join in. They might. Know? I feel like they'd love prop comedy. I feel like they'd do really well at a carrot top show. You know what I mean? They'd want to get involved. Right. I did to be like, to, to be very honest, I did interview some of the primates at animal tracks with, I have a tiny mic in my purse somewhere but like you know those little tiny microphones and they always put it in their mouth and try to eat it or steal it like the macaque okay. i yeah um macaques are um the most second so we're the most widely distributed primate on earth congratulations um but macaques are second and macaques think of them you know the, the hot tub monkeys you see in japan those are macaques the ones okay. that you see on rock of gibraltar or southeast asia those are macaques they're pretty much you can find them all over Southeast Asia and in, into um, parts of the Middle East and um, and and South Asia, but they uh, they are like us. They are trash compactors. They can eat anything. They can live in all environments. They they can make any environment their bottom bitch. Like they're just really good at it. And they, I joke that it won't be Planet of the Apes because we're already living in it. We already are right. Planet of the Apes, right? I want to be Doctor Zayas. Yay, Doctor Zayas, Doctor Zayas, Doctor Zayas, Doctor Zayas. I, I did comment on Dana. You know, Dana Gould does the very well. I, I messaged or I posted. I was like, do you ever want a primatologist thought I'd love to be? Because <laughs> it's so good. Okay. Right. You know, it makes a lot of sense because anytime I do an interview or I do radio or something, I try to eat the microphone. It's smart. Did you? No, I, just I, gonna, I, I, it hurt. <laughs> that hurt. Yeah. Yeah, I know to disinfect the microphone after. I mean, they also like, you know, I mean, cat, but oh, yeah, so macaques, um, I joke that a macaque attack. I mean, they are, if it's not the cephalopods that take over the earth or inherit the earth, it'll be the macaques because, again, they can thrive anywhere. They have huge canines. Um, they are just really good at taking over, you know, and there's a macaque at Animal Tracks who I love, but I'm terrified of because she's a macaque. Like, she is just like, Intense. like the the energy is like fuck yeah so intense like yeah like i feel like she'd speak in monster truck voice all the time like hey, how's it going <laughs> you know everything is great character. it's yeah. very intense but there are monkeys that like are much more chill you know so it's 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 really interesting to to see the the variety across the species and the order of primates it really is you know and, and where where i ideally where would you like to see 
this going? Like, are you looking to eventually, because you pretty much have amalgamated both passions, you're doing stand up and primatology, but I, have you thought about having a show that incorporated animals on stage? Like, would that be possible to have animals on stage or not on stage per se? Cause I really do. Hate, I don't like animals that are in the entertainment industry oftentimes have really fraught lives at, at the end of their life. You know what I mean? There's an expiration date. It's like, you know, like a, a chimp up until sexual maturity and then they're like an absolute nightmare and then you throw them in a sanctuary and they're like what the hell is this where's craft service you know what i mean like they don't know how to like, like childhood uh, stars right yeah exactly no it's no names. <laughs> well, I, I, you know it's no funny difference. i was actually reading something about you know in the first season of friends oh, they yeah. had that capuchin oh, monkey marcel Marcel on the show and eventually they had to get rid of him because he had grown up to a point where they couldn't control him anymore. He was a dick. It happens. Really? Yes. Best of us. Well, that's the thing. And I, 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 you know, it's just, it's just imagine being ripped from your, like taken from your family, forced to live with a pack of wolves or chimps, you know, expected to behave like one and then kind of chastised or punished for not behaving like one. Sounds and like the progression of a comedian. It, totally. Absolutely. Well, I, I read, I read that he <laughs> insisted on not having any green M&Ms in his writer. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, sorry. I didn't hear the first part. So I was like, what? I guess a feeble um, attempt at a joke about, I'm also, uh, and, still feel a slightly high. Um, I was going to say, though, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, also, like when you when a crew goes home, like so you're on set all day, right? You do a 15 hour day on set. Crew goes home. So they're like loving wife and children or to their cat or to their 15 cats. The monkey goes to an enclosure or a cage by itself. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, what kind of life is that? You know, especially for something that, you know, obviously we're valuing and thinking they're sensi enough, sentient, sentient enough to put them on screen. Why do they, you know, get that life? So. Um, but I do want I, I have like I said, I was pitching science comedy shows back in 2010, but I have every year since like had, a, you know, and I've because I've done this for so long and I've pitched to so many different networks with different mandates because every, you know, couple months, the networks will put out a mandate of we're looking for a, a woman dominated ferret show, you know, that takes place at a, you know, Franciscan monks, whatever. You know, right. they have like very niche like requests and you're just like, OK. And so you kind of like create a show and like, Ugh! you know, I remember I pitched a TLC years ago and I'm like, I'm not a TLC TLC person. So I pitched like single childless and loving it or something like half jokingly, not joking, you know, I but, but um, <laughs> I would yeah. love like a late night science comedy show, I think would be phenomenal. You know, like Cone, like think Stephen Colbert meets Conan. Um, right. You know, where you've got a house band, you've got, you know, man on the street segments. Uh, you've got I, I love hecklers. I would love like, you know, instead of Waldorf and Statler, you got Sock Cousteau and yeah, our team, the disco sock monkey, you know, giving you a hard time. Like I just I want it to be like Pee Wee's Playhouse, just wacky freaking show. But it's tough. You know, it's it's a lot of production companies are like, we want original. Or networks are like, give us original. But they're like, has it been done before? It's like, no, yeah. it's original. They're like, yeah, no, nah. no, no, no. You can't go. Right. So, um, enormously talented. I just I just know something huge is going to land. Oh, thank you. Well, if if you want to come, I'm doing a science comedy special. Okay, I do. 
Oh yeah, let us know. We'll be there. Yeah. January 16th. I'm writing this down. Okay. And where, where is it located? It's at the Crow, which is in Santa Monica. But before you go, wait, Natalia, I'm not driving to Santa Monica on a Friday. I want to tell you they have free and abundant parking. I'm going to repeat that free. Yeah. Pergamon station. There's great parking there. Lots of it. And I just had lunch yesterday with someone who was really singing praises about the Crow comedy club. And I have not been on stage there yet. But I hear it's fantastic. And the woman who owns it, I hear she's doing a great job. She's awesome. Nicole Blaine, yeah. I, you know, and Olivia Hill have been helping me out. They're wonderful, wonderful. And they such a supportive space. I went to an open mic there and it was a woman and a non-binary open mic and everybody was so nice. And afterwards, we, they all just kind of sat around and chatted and like, you know, gave each other notes. But we're like, you know, so and I talked to two younger comics and they were asking for me for advice, which is hilarious because I still like feel like I'm learning so much and I'm asking others for advice. But I gave them the little advice and connections I had. You know, it just was such a supportive space, which, you know, in comedy, that's rare. Right. Yeah, it felt it felt really good. Um, yeah, and, in this day and age it is. Right. So nice. um, I was going to say one last thing, too. If, if people want to come to Madagascar, I'm actually leading a trip to Madagascar in May on May 29th through June 6th. So if anybody has a like a love of lemurs that is just insatiable. Come with me. I will quench your thirst for lever, lemurs. A lot of wow. lemurs. Wow. Endemic, you know, insects. You can stay longer. Go see baobab trees. It's going to be a rollicking good time. And how would they get access? Is there a link where they can sign up? Yeah. So if you if you come follow me on Instagram at Natalia13Reagan, um, my link tree is on there. And, and the top two things right now are Survival of the Filthiest, which is my science comedy special. Okay. And think of it as like a hilarious and salacious science sex class where I'm going to teach you all the body biology that you couldn't get in high school. Um, I'm, I'm yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> and then right. Madagascar. Where can they where can they tune into your special? Uh, that you can find that on. Um, well, the, the actual uh, show is February 16th. So, oh, oh, yeah, so yeah, it's not, that's oh, it's not, yeah. Oh, so you're this is the filming of your special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would to love go you to this. Oh, yeah. absolutely. So February sixteenth, you're filming. The crow. You're filming. Mm-hmm. You're taping your special. Yeah. Um, at the Crow, which is Friday. What time? At eight p.m. At eight p.m. Again, free and abundant parking. Free and I abundant can't stress parking. that enough. Free and abundant alcohol. Oh, there is alcohol. I don't know how free and abundant it is. They only have a beer license right now. So if you're, I don't know if they have wine. You might have to sneak it in. Just sneak it in. We've I, done that. I don't tell anybody. We've been known to sneak wine. Not only do we sneak it in, but we bring enough for other people as you well. We're the best people. No. Do you bring like a big, like a, what are they called? The Stanley cups? What are we, the, yeah, the Stanley cups. We like cups. to share. We like yeah. large formats. We bring an actual hockey Stanley cup and then we I love that it. with Jeroboam's. Yeah. <laughs> the fondue pot of wine. Exactly. I love exactly. this. I just want to, uh, yeah. Exactly. I'll I'm become so Bridget that night. Is this going to be your first special? Yeah. So, and, and just to, to be, to clarify, I'm going to be, we're shooting it, but more for internal purposes. Cause the goal is to take this to college campuses. Okay. So I've got, I've got what, what mama would call a shoestring budget. And so it's, it's February not, 16. That's a Tuesday, right? No, it's a Friday. Oh, it's a Friday. Wednesday. Yeah. We we have bottle shock Wednesday. Oh, that's Wednesday, not Definitely Sunday. Gotcha. Oh, yay. We will come support you and we'll, we'll come to you. And I will come support you. 
This will be a support. And, and we're definitely going to have you in a bottle shock, Natalia, if you'll, if you would. Absolutely. Just that honor. Can I um, wear a banana suit? Yes, please. Yes. Wear okay. a banana suit. That, I would love that. Well, please, please but, bring one for me too. And just the banana suit. That's it. Nothing so, underneath. When you peel a banana, it's not like the banana's got jeans on. No, no, just lots of potassium. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> right. I have lots of potassium every morning. Okay. So the crow, February 16th, which is a Friday in Santa Monica, free and abundant parking. Yes. Check out Natalia Reagan's first comedy special oh my Yay. god that's so exciting we're excited for and you. and you madagascar they can they can go on tour with you as well yes come on tour there'll be comedy there'll be lemurs there'll be love i and, mean you, you and know. that link is in your your um instagram as well yes yeah okay. my, my link tree it's got all all the things the link you know. tree. okay yeah. and i'm going to galapagos in a couple weeks so that's my first trip that i'm leading and when I'm there, by the way, I'm going to be shooting a pilot presentation because the, what are the, yeah, I, I, it's time. It's just like, you know, I, I'm Excellent. a big believer in just make your own, like I make my own science comedy videos all the time. And it's just like, that's the way you have to do it. So just th throw the spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. That's what you right? have to do. Rich, can yeah. we go on one of these trips? Definitely. Uh, yeah, I want to get, I want to get, you know, primal with the monkeys. Yes. 100%. I just want to get primal. <laughs> oh, you are. We can test out your 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 experiment because there's going to be one of the parks we're going to has over 12 species of lemur. We can line them wow. up. And we can just like one by one just hit them with our best like, you know, five our type 5s and see what happens. Wow. I yeah. like it. Yeah. You are like so it. impressive, Natalia. Really? Yeah, what a blast it is having you on the show. Seriously. Fun. This is and, yeah. and tell us your Instagram one more time just so they can it's, find the link. Um, at Natalia13Reagan because okay. I had 13 bodies buried in my sandbox as a child. Ooh, I believe it. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's, that's Regan, R-E-A-G-A-N. Yes, like Reagan. Ronald, but no relation. No relation. Um, yeah, I have to say that, you know, God, depends. Like when people ask me any, you know, any relation, I'm like, who's asking? Because, you know, right. I, uh, I don't want to be related to them. But, uh, you know, some people, <laughs> I mean, you know, if it can help for five seconds. Sure. You don't yeah, really okay. ketchup is a vegetable. Well, we have a couple of things also to promote before we go. Please, uh, I want to come. You know, we'll you'll be able to see. So Sarah and I, you can catch us on the 9th of February in fabulous Laverne, California, at the Laverne Brewing Company. And on February 14th, of course, Valentine's Day, uh, Sarah's wildly successful monthly show, Bottle Shock, at the Hollywood Improv. And we've got the 23rd of February um, up at Mountain Comedy Jam in Pine Mountain, which is about an hour out of Los Angeles. So you can catch us there. That's amazing. And honey, yeah, are you playing drums this Saturday night? Oh, no. Oh, this Saturday drop. night. Like, yes, this tomorrow. isn't going to drop until Monday. It's okay. Well, well, then when they find out, I will have already played drums at a Grateful Dead Fest tomorrow night in Marina Del Rey. I will be drumming with the band Redondo Dead. And, <laughs> uh, and uh, I'll be having some good fun playing Grateful Dead music uh, tomorrow night, which I'm really looking forward to. 
Where in where is it going to be in Marina Del Rey? At Killer Shrimp oh, on okay. Admiralty Way in Marina Del Rey. And it's three bands. And the show goes from 7 p.m. until 1 a.m. And I play from 8.30 to 10 p.m. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. So many activities. Yeah, a lot of activities. And before so we go, busy. we always have to thank a few people. Yes. Uh, we have to thank our sponsor, Riedel for giving us amazing Riedel glasses to drink our fabulous wines out of every week on the show. We can't thank you enough for doing that. And who else, babe? Pretty Easy. Uh, thank you, Pretty Easy Podcasts, who make us look pretty and make it pretty easy. Right. And thank you, San Benedetto Water, the best water on Earth. Oh, the best water on the planet, yes. And Enjoyed by primates all over the world. And oh, last but not least, thank you, Natalia Regan. What a pleasure, yeah. just divine pleasure to have you on our show. We're really honored. Thank I feel like there's a lot more to say. We'll have to have her back. Yeah, oh, yes. I want to. I'll tell you all about the hypertrophy clitoris of spider monkeys. I felt like we didn't get to go into that. And didn't I'm, even go. And that's really why I had you on the show. I I'll listen know. to anything that has the word clitoris in it. You know? Oh, okay. It's, it's a mythical creature that. Never mind. Tune in next oh, time. Oh, it's not. It exists, and I know how to yeah. find it. <laughs> on the primate okay uh <laughs> next time <laughs> so literacy rate is party. very high thank you natalia reagan go to the crow if you're local <clears throat> february 16th friday with free and abundant parking and uh and, and if you're not local just just keep up with natalia because wow she's fascinating and she will take you to interesting places Thank yes, you so very much, everyone, for tuning in to Drinking During Business Hours. What are we drinking next week, Rich, real quick? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Should we go to White's? Um, let's do Cusumano. Uh, uh, let's do Cusumano Nero Davila. Really inexpensive red that you can find in. Beautiful. Yes. yes. And that's, that's from the island of Sicily. Yes. And nice. that's a really good Beautiful. one. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I think that's a, I think that's a very good idea. Also, remember, subscribe to us, like us. And if you want to email us, you can always email us at drinkingduringbusinesshours at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in. Goodbye, everyone.